I know. Now, now, midline. Break. Ready. Stack. Set. So I can just see you. Yo, that's my jam, man. That is my jam. Tonight. Hey, J&J Cardone, like, what's going on? What going on? <laughs> How y'all doing? Happy Friday. It's your boy Jason here with my partner, JC. It's Special episode 500. Guest. Can y'all even see this? Kadar in the building. Yep, they can see it. They can see it. Kadar is in the building, man. Welcome back. Thank you for yes, joining sir. us again. What's happening, man? Thanks, you, uh, thanks for having me, man. Thank you, Deb. Man, thank you for coming. Time. Thank you for coming, man. We had to get you last second because the head coach couldn't show up, but it's okay. He's a busy man. We got to get the assistant coach up in here. How was your – that's your first year with varsity, right? First year at Kennedy, yeah. First year at well, – what was you uh, – you so did I varsity – Nah, so I coach at Sligo Middle School. The head nah, coach yeah, here. yeah, we knew that. And then uh, that's my first year with Kennedy – varsity this year so like before like you know i was just at the games just you know seeing what's going on with the team but then uh this year you know they decided to get me on the team so you know it was my first year learned a lot had a lot of fun and you know the guys really played hard so awesome what's the uh biggest thing that you learned out there i learned how to adjust you know i think that's something you know coaches really gotta you know to be great you gotta be able to adjust especially Mm -hmm. on the fly like you know seeing how uh, the game goes, you know, flow and just, um, you know, how some guys, you know, get into foul trouble and, you know, some guys is off on particular nights and, you know, just every team and, you know, their strengths and their weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of film that went into, you know, what we did. We watched a lot of film, seeing what was uh, working for some teams, like, you know, even teams that we weren't even playing, mm-hmm. you know, we'd watch film on them just to see how they played against some of the teams that we had on our schedule. So, you know, just seeing how um, they matched up with different looks, um, you know, different types of, you know, defenses and, you know, presses and all that. Um, I think that was really key, you know, just pregame and then, you know, during the game, obviously, like, you know, if something was working, you know, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know, stick with it. If something didn't work, you know, go ahead and, you know, come up with something that did and then, you know, try to, be creative with just what we were doing. You know, sometimes, you know, off of timeouts and stuff like that, you know, we would switch up completely what we did mm-hmm. just because, you know, on a timeout, they're going to come in and prepare for us. Yes. You know, so if we come out with a different look, now, you know, everybody's shaking and, you know, they got to yeah. figure out what's uh, what's new and, you know, yeah. how to fix that. So, yeah, the reason yeah. why we wanted to get um, the head coach in here, Mr. Myers in here, is because he's been through, like, you know, college ball even you know he hooped around here and i think he hooped around like um overseas too as well um what's the i know you said adjusting but what like what's the like something that you've learned specifically from him i think it's just uh putting your players i mean it, it's cliche but putting your players in positions to succeed mm-hmm. you know some guys you know feel a certain type of way when uh, they're not getting their number called on particular nights. Um, but that's just, you know, the competitive nature of, yeah. like, you know, different players. But, you know, game flow is huge. You know, I think if we're going against, you know, a guard-heavy team, 
you know, our guards will be able to shine and, you know, some of our bigs. But, like, you know, if we're going against a team with size, you know, we got to match that. And, you know, sometimes the guards, you know, they might not, you know, have their night on a, you know, a team that has, you know, a little bit more size. Just being able to play fast and just, you know, being there for just everybody, giving everybody the same energy. I think that's the biggest thing that I learned from him. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Man, you had something you was going to say? Uh, that well, you took it with that one because that was a good one. That's what I was going to ask him. What you learned from um from Coach Lenny? What was what was something that you thought? What was something that surprised you? Maybe that you just didn't, you know, weren't expecting, or just something that caught you off guard with coaching um coaching varsity. I think just, just high school basketball in general. I, I think really just um how the game has changed. Okay, I feel like. You know, it's a lot of shooting. Yeah. Um, and kind of like what you see um, at the college level. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near that <laughs> with high school <laughs> basketball. But you get a little taste of it with mm-hmm. just the length, the speed of the game, and just the perimeter shooting. Like, you know, a lot of players um, are able to shoot the ball really well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, uh, that's just a part of the game that's just different. Like, yeah. you know, back then it wasn't yeah. players shooting like this. And just – the athleticism, like, players now are just so, like, they're freak athletes. Like, everybody's, like, really athletic, you know, from the guys on the back of the bench to, you know, the guys that are in the game. Um, You know, everybody that sees playing time, everybody that's on the floor Mm -hmm. is on the floor for a reason. You know, if you're not athletic enough to get, you know, guard the guy that's in front of you, or if you're not playing in a, you know, a system or a scheme where it's like, you know, you get to cover up your flaws yeah. defensively, like, you know, in a zone, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the floor. You have to be able to defend. Yeah. If you can't defend, you're not going to be playing high school ball. You're not going to be playing ball anywhere. Yeah. You know, and just the, you know, the three and D, you know, you got guys that are primary ball handlers, but you got guys that can just defend and then knock down their shots when they're open. So, you know, that's just, you know watching it with your you know own eyes and just seeing and comparing from what you're used to and then seeing you know the the game now you know these players are a lot better than you know what people would expect you know so and we were kind of i think we i asked you uh because when we were watching uh i think the video on coach lenny i think i asked you like who you think will win i was like kennedy this kennedy team or you know a team from back in our day and he was like uh you know we both was like a team from back in our day but the team from from now to your point, probably if it was a three point contest or something like that, oh yeah, for oh, sure, yeah, they probably blow them out the water, you know. Because again, like you said, the the shooting, the, man, these kids, the, they the shooting these days is crazy, and we're not just talking about threes. Are, are, they, are they shooting from five feet behind the line in high school as well? Oh, are we, nah, I don't think we, I'm not going that crazy nah. right yet. Especially okay. now with Mr. Myers, I don't think. Nah. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, we, we we got a couple guys that can yeah. knock the ball, you know, the tray ball down. I mean, <laughs> the year the year I was in coaching, so the year before this year, uh, Kennedy was actually better at shooting the three ball oh. uh, than they were this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, you know, we have a lot of capable shooters. Um, you know, just being a guard heavy team. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious to see, you know, how, you know, just with some of the guys that are coming in next year, um, just the development of some of the mm-hmm. guys that we have, uh, just how that develops over time, um, you know. And the thing is, too, is, like, you know, back then, people weren't really watching film on 
just all these other schools. You either had to like really, you know, jot down like what you mm-hmm. saw, um, like you know, as far as like scouting report goes. Like now, it's like you got tape on every yeah. school, so you know who the shooters are. Yeah, you know, like you know, on a nightly basis, you got who's able YouTube to create their too. own shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember coaches had to go to other schools and like you had to be cool with the other coach in order to get that tape or something like, like that. You yeah, said, you had to show up to on your off night probably to watch. Yeah. You know, to future opponents play to get that scouting report. Yeah, and, you know, I think that was, you know, another thing that I didn't even mention, you know, that I learned from Lenny was his preparation. Like, he's prepared for every um, team, you know, every situation. Uh, He's just like a junkie as far as, like, you know, like a basketball junkie. Like, he knows everything that's going on. Like, there isn't anything that he really doesn't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like, this goes for him, but, like, also some of the other coaches, you know, in the league. Uh, the players on each team that are, like, good, right? The ones that are able to create, the ones that are able to defend, the, of course, the ones that are able to shoot. Everybody knows who they are. You got the yeah. scouting report on them. So it's like, you know, you know who three is. You know who uh, 21 is. Yeah. You know who four is. Like, it's like we got the numbers, you know, as you know, during, like, pregame and, you know, mm. practices, you know, preparing for different teams. Uh, uh, different strengths of, you know, players and, you know, matchups. That's something that is kind of a luxury now compared to what it used to be because back then, you know, you had to prepare for, you know, just um, a wider variety of, uh, you know, similar things that, you know, teams were doing. Now it's like you can really uh, prepare for a specific type of matchup, you know, so – Especially when you have, you know, a lot of days between games, yeah. um, which, you know, during like playoff time, it's a little difficult. But, you know, um, in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, when you have like a Friday night game and it's like a Tuesday, you okay, know, you yeah. got a lot of time to prepare for that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, guys get a lot of reps and, um, you know, it's not anything that they're not prepared for going into game day. So. Uh, you alluded to it earlier. What happens if uh, your star player isn't starting off so well or isn't having a good game and you have to take him out or whatever or his minutes have to decline and he's he's sulking or, or has that ever happened to you? Has, has that situation ever occurred? Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is you got to have depth, which mm-hmm. some schools, you know, have a greater luxury, I guess. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of guys that can yep. just play, you know, um, you know, you got to be able to be, you know, have next man up, you know, whoever, whether it's having an off night or just even, you know, just the flow of the game. Sometimes players will get into foul trouble unexpectedly and you got to, you know, come out with just a different strategy. Do I keep my guy in and let him ride or do I pull him out and, uh, you know, get somebody else that's uh, ready to go? I think uh, to kind of combat that is you got to have five guys that complement each other on the floor. Um, if you got guys that play well um, together and they know, you know, their strengths, um, you know, knowing your personnel is one of the things that I said a lot, uh, then, you know, you can kind of get away with, um, you know, somebody who you expect to play, uh, you know, a large, you know, large amount of minutes, um, you know, for the time being. But, you know, of course, obviously, you know, you want your guys that you yeah. expect to play to be out there. So, um, you know, just kind of having guys ready to play at all times is just the way to go about it. Yeah. You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah. Yes, sir. Always, always, always. What else you got, Jason? Man, um, 
what was your favorite game this year? I'm just looking at the uh, looking at the Kennedy schedule from this year. Probably the only playoff game they won. Uh, what? What was that against Northwood? No, we beat Watkins Mill. Oh, Watkins Mill. Okay. I mean, they were they were terrible this year. They, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on with them, but um, nah, I think there's a lot of games that that were really good. Yeah, no, um, I had a barn I mean, burner against uh, Rockville, fifty two fifty one. Yeah, that was that was a good one. We had um our guard uh Ant hit um go ahead bucket in the fourth quarter Oof. with about 30 to go, less than that, I think. Mm-hmm. 19 seconds, I think, to go ahead and then, you know, we're up one on the road. I think that was uh during winter break, right before winter break. Um, you know, that was a good one. Battle of the Boulevard, of course, you know, Wheaton Kennedy, that's oh, yeah. a big one. Um, but you know, I think the one game that really stood out was just the Northwood game. Or not the Northwood, excuse me, Northwest. First game of the season, we played Northwest at their crib. I think, you know, we had a couple of tough scrimmages um, against BCC and Gaithersburg High School um, prior to the first game. And, you know, Northwest, uh, they didn't have the season that they wanted, but they have a player that can go and you know, historically, they've been a pretty good school. You know, basketball program has been good. Um, you know. Especially their football. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, going into that game, you know, that was a game we felt like we could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we felt like a majority of our games, you know, if not all, we felt like those were games that we should have got, you know, and we could have. But that Northwest game, first game of the season, um, on the road, Friday night, uh, with just all the preparation that went into that, you know, first game um, for all schools, you know, you have a lot of time to prepare yeah. because you don't have a game before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that first school that you're playing, you're watching, you know, heavy film. And, you know, Northwest, they actually had to play a game before us. Uh-huh. So they, they played on a Tuesday while we were off, and we played on Friday. So that was our first game of the season in Northwest. Um, they had a game on Tuesday. So we were able to get film on Northwest because, you know, each year the film is not going to be, yeah, you know, yeah. consistent with what they've done in the past. But, mm-hmm. you know, we got the luxury of having film on them, uh, you know, because they had the Tuesday game. Yeah. So we were able to prepare for them. And we were able to get, you know, a tough win mm-hmm. on the road against Northwest. I think, you know, that was a game that really stood out to me. And then, you know, it, it sparked us to, you know, go ahead and, you know, go 2-0. We, you know, won our next game too. Yes. And then we had a tough game three. But, you know, um, I think that first one felt really good. So it kind of uh, gave us a little momentum to start the season. So I'll go with Northwest. Right. Next year you're staying? You're staying this year? Yeah, man. I'm there as long as they want me there. It means awesome. a lot to awesome. me. Because, yeah. uh, you know, just being a Kennedy alum, yeah. uh, you sure. know, it, it hits different. So yeah. Has Myers ever been ejected? <laughs> <laughs> man, that playoff game against Magruder. You know, we had a, we had a tough <laughs> – tough official that uh you know just really isn't being fair to us you know so and now nah, he hasn't been ejected but you okay. know if, if there was a game it might have yeah, been that one, one. i only <laughs> asked because i remember nelson man i don't know how many times he man, got ejected from that drink this man would listen now nah, myers is a very calm yeah, he cool, cool collect person like he's not I'll tell you what, if he gets ejected from a game, mm-hmm. you got to check those officials. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> There's okay. something going on. Okay. Have you ever been ejected? Okay. No, no. Same with I'm him. If he gets games. ejected from the game, we got to check the officials. Nah, well, so, sometimes he be wilding. Sometimes Kadar be wilding. Let's see if I got to eject him right now, man. Tell me why I was going to be South Carolina. 
The woman's. Caitlin Clark. Yes, sir. You know, uh, you let's go. To, All right, to, to he's still in. He's still in. He's still in. Now it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. To be honest with you, though, uh, I'm not sure Iowa wins that game, though. Uh-oh. They don't win the game. You uh, don't gotta be nice. This has been this has been a nice interview. <laughs> you don't gotta be nice to him. They do not get him out of here. See, see, here's the thing. I know it's gonna be rough, man. I, I think. No, actually, I think Iowa has a good shot to win. Do I think they win? No. Uh, the reason why is because it's South Carolina versus everybody. Yeah. Um. You know, being thirty six and zero. Uh. You know, women's basketball is just so crazy. You know, from all the different levels. Like in college. Um. You know, a lot of these women that are going to these schools, mm-hmm. like you know, the Notre Dame's, the Yukons, the the South Carolinas, they're not going one and done. So yeah. they're recruiting they're four years, yeah. all these all Americans, right? And it's like they're sitting on the bench. So. It's almost like a monopoly, and the next man up hits different at a school like South Carolina because the twelfth man is better than some people's starting five. Yeah, you it's know, nasty. so you know South Carolina, they're you know top heavy, and you know their benches, you know, uh, they got a lot of depth. But you know the difference for Iowa is Caitlin Clark. I think Caitlin Clark, you know, she's playing at. A high level, and you know, I think you know, two of the players that have been playing at a really high level this year Angel Reese for LSU, yeah, and you know, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, when she goes to the league, she's gonna be like, you know, one of those players that plays for a long time at a high level. You're gonna remember Caitlin Clark, and a lot of people don't really know how exciting women's basketball can be, but I think she's made it like. Very easy and entertaining to watch for like the novice like. Fan, oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, because you turn her on and you're just, I mean, you're hooked. You're not like you said. Sabri- it, it's, it reminds me of Sabrina Lonescom, whatever mm-hmm. I, yeah. however you I would mean, pronounce cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and she's on a different level. And she brings a lot of uh, what the game has uh, today, like in basketball, like shooting. It's a ton of shooting, and Caitlin Clark is able to shoot out the gym. Yeah. You Ooh. know, like she's she like, shoot, yeah, she can shoot from deep. She's she's incredible. Like a forty point trip. Like who? Come on, who, who's done that in the women's double? like NCAA tournament? LeBron, forty point LeBron triple can double. Do that. That's it. This is ridiculous, dude. It's, in college, come on, man. It's crazy. Come but, on. You know, obviously, I was a little you know disappointed. You know, the Terps couldn't get it done. You know, I didn't like the seating and how that worked. Hey, that should have been, been a final four game. That should have <laughs> been a final four game. What y'all think it was going? <laughs> I mean, go ahead against uh, you know. Uh, it South is Carolina lead eight. I mean, because think about this. Uh, <laughs> LSU, you know, they're great. And, you know, Maryland had a better record than them. Uh, Iowa, you know, they split. Uh, Maryland got one. Iowa got one. So, like, Maryland's capable of beating Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Carolina, nobody beat them. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. But consider this. Maryland nice. basketball, Brenda Freese, right? So good. Brenda, she had Ashley Owosu who was the starting guard last year for the Terps, who transferred to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech obviously got far in the tournament. Angel. Angel Reese, Angel. lighting it up. You know, her brother, if y'all don't know, plays mm-hmm. for the Terps right now, Julian Reese. Yeah. Um, man, he's a killer too. Yeah, but Angel is just different, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, she transferred to LSU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got Diamond Miller, who's tearing it up for Maryland. So imagine if you had Ashley Diamond and Angel Reese on the same team. Come on. Just that – the the level of star power and depth that the Terps would have had, I mean, I still think South Carolina would have been a problem. 
but you know it's just crazy to see how mm-hmm. you know these terrapins um they right you know there. just the recruiting that they're able to get and like them even leaving and then going and changing their programs was LSU. What was LSU doing before Angel Reese? Exactly. What was I mean? Virginia Tech was solid, but like Ashley going to you know Virginia Tech, you know I think she didn't play as great as you know she could have mm-hmm. you know overall. But you know she was great for the Terps, and you know she definitely made the Virginia Tech team better. So I think just the quality. I, I tweeted about this. The quality of basketball in women's basketball, especially in college, because we're able to see that right now. Yeah. It's just so exciting and it's so deep you know you got a lot of teams that are able to just go you know so might i add this it's kind of why i like women's tournament a little better than the men's lately i like the upsets in the men's tournament don't get me wrong i like them in the first weekend now i'm gonna (laughs) lie to you on final four weekend I don't want to watch FAU versus um San Diego State. San Diego. Now I'm this. I'm being. I, it, it is what it is. I love in women's game when the final four comes around. It's usually one versus two, or one versus one. You know, we usually get the heavyweights against the heavyweights. As of late in the men's game, we got a lot of you know upsets. We might get a five sneaking in. The, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a blue blood type of guy. You know what I mean? I want the the best of the best in there. So that's why I'm. Excited for this final four. I think I would lose by like eleven or so, man. I this minus eleven, the size discrepancy is what I'm worried about. That that's that that's what I'm worried about for Iowa. They got one player over six four. South Carolina's coming at him with about four 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 forwards over six four, you know, and I'm just Yeah, size matters for sure. I think they might just overwhelm him, but Caitlin Clark is a think she get thirty? Think she has oh, thirty on the South Carolina team. She's gonna have forty. Are you serious? Yeah, no, she has to. She has to score forty in order for us to win, <laughs> or even have a chance. She's truly incredible. Man. She's so good. I like. I don't know so, about the triple double. We got the forty for sure. So like, well, I tell you what, the triple double. Hey, if she does that, y'all win because yeah, that, hey, <laughs> if she gets ten assists, that means somebody else is yeah. Shots, I, I'm, so, come on, uh, hey, I see forty from her. Come on, uh, uh freaking and with Caitlin Clark. Early in the season, like the first couple games, I wasn't tuning into Iowa, so I didn't watch. I'm like, oh, this girl, she can't be that good, man. She can't. Caught the next couple games. I said, damn. Now, I know since last year. Damn. I know since last year it was going to be something. Damn, she's good. But I, I'm excited. LSU, Virginia Tech. Let's pick it right now since we're here. Who you got? LSU. Angel yeah. Reese is just at a whole nother level right now. <laughs> and LSU is playing great. I got to go LSU. Yeah, I'm going to go LSU. Who's favorite in there? Uh, LSU minus two. Very, very close. Very, very close. How much is South Carolina favorite against us? Minus 11. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah, you know, fake. it's crazy because I, I was watching, you know, obviously I saw the Maryland-South Carolina game. The line before that was minus 15. I thought it was disrespectful that they had Maryland at a minus 15, in my opinion, considering the fact that Maryland out of the Virginia Tech and LSU, I, you know, and Iowa, I felt like Maryland was the better team. Well, we'll uh, see, man. We'll see. Because if Iowa beats them, you won't be able to say on. that shit no more. South Carolina, Iowa. I got, I got Iowa. South Carolina. I got my Hawkeyes. South Carolina, man. You I think, got, you I got my they, Hawkeyes beating them by three. The spread, though? You think Iowa can keep it close? You think we get a barn burner down to the ending? Think we get something close? No. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't I'm, think so. I think, I, I think the line is pretty pretty fair well not fair but i think it's going to be pretty accurate you know because i think iowa's better than an 11 point spread 
but South Carolina just shows you just how dominant they are. You know, yeah. so that's where I'm going back and forth. I'm with you. They're better than an 11 point spread. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. South Carolina is ah, it's the tough one. It's a tough one. But either way, I think we're gonna have a good one. I think we're gonna have a good Final Four weekend for the ladies. I'll tell you what, though, Final Four for the men's. How about this? Let's talk about it. We got you got three teams, three schools. That are making their first Final Four appearance. I just got to get this out of my system one time. Fuck! None of them are top three seeds. Damn, bro. How we didn't? We got number nine, FAU, going up against number five, San Diego State. Like you said, three teams that can capture their first See, FAU got the rebounding for sure. I might have to go with FAU. That's not a bad pick. It's not. I'm what do you think, Coach? Hit me. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. I have not watched much FAU. <laughs> I haven't even. I've only been watching the last two, if three games. Outside of the FAU but, community, nobody probably but, has. But I've only they, seen the last two, three games, and I've seen incredible <laughs> rebounding. Son. But but the way they played against K State, I thought was just you know it was incredible because K State was just playing. At a high level, you know, yeah. well coached. Marquise mm-hmm. Noel was balling. K State is a good rebound team. K State is a good shooting team, and they stopped all of that. Yeah, uh, San Diego State is another team I haven't really watched much of. So um, that's you what know, happens think, when you got all these upsets coming in. You know, but yeah, you know, they haven't had. This is the first time since I think '79 we haven't had any one seeds make the Elite Eight. Yeah, and then you got. Three teams that are making their first Final Four appearance ever. Yep. And they're all bottom seeds. Like, they're not, you know, top four. So, I think UConn might be four, actually. What's, what's UConn? Yeah, UConn, UConn, yeah, UConn's, UConn's four. Top, yeah, so, you don't, so, you, so, you don't have, so, you don't have no top three seeds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with UConn, Miami, FAU, and um, San Diego State, you got four teams that, you know, are just, other than UConn, nobody really expected to be there, you know. And some people didn't even expect UConn to be there. Um, I like FAU uh, to win their Uh. Final Four game. And then I think game of the tournament right now, I mean, obviously we've had a lot of exciting games, but UConn-Miami, I think whoever wins that game wins the national championship and is cutting down the nets. Same. You UConn's the best team left to me. They were number two in the country at one point during the regular season. Then they got hit with the injury bug, so they dropped. You know, yeah. they lost some games. They're whole. They're healthy. This is a legit, you know, uh, this is a legit probably, if healthy, probably a one or two seed we're talking about, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I had the winner of that. Um, whoever comes out of this game, I have them winning the title. I got San Diego State beating FAU. Because, now remember before the season got canceled, what was it, 2020, 2021? Mm-hmm. San Diego State was going to be a number one or number two seed in that tournament. They were dominating that year before the tournament got canceled. Um, so to me, this is kind of just picking up where they kind of left off. Um, I know they're about number five this year. I just think the way they swarm you on defense and are able to slow the game down a lot how they did it against Alabama and just had them guys in a straight jacket. I think that will be the difference in this one. 
think they're just going to be able to slow down FAU on the defensive side. To me, man, I think it might be a surprise this entire year. I feel like FAU might win the whole thing, and it's because of this rebounding. It's it's because of the rebounding. I mean, they are dominating on the rebound. There we go. They were 30-2 and back in 2022, San Diego State. So I just think that, you know, two years, two, three years, they had to get things going after COVID. I think San Diego State going to do it again, man. I think they're going to a championship. JC got the FA. What was that? Owls? FAU? Owls. Yeah. Yeah. Owls, okay. I tell you FA. what, that coach going to have Florida a lot Atlantic of, Owls. Lot of offers, They've only man. lost Third. three games this entire season. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Only lost three games. Only, listen. And, it's, and they showing it's not a fluke. No, it is not a fluke at all. That's what I'm saying. I got them beating whoever wins Miami, UConn, too. I tell you what about uh, UConn, though. I don't know if y'all know Jordan Hawkins. He's from Gaithersburg. Yes. So, you know, it's really cool to see, uh, you know, the guys from the DMV, you mm-hmm. know, from MoCo, you know, doing great things, uh, you know, basketball-related and outside of basketball, too. But Jordan Hawkins, he was at Gaithersburg for – Two years, uh, Gaithersburg High School, and then he ended up transferring to uh, DeMatha, I think. And then, you know, obviously he's lighting it up now for UConn. And he should be a lottery pick, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's going to declare for the draft uh, probably most likely after the NCAA tournament. He should be a lottery pick. Let's go DMV. Another MoCo guy that's, you know, doing big things in uh, the NCAA tournament. So, Jim. So who do we got in the Miami UConn? So we got FAU. I got FAU. FAU, FAU, San Diego State, mm-hmm. Miami UConn. Who do who we rolling with? I'm going with UConn in that Jim, one. Jim Larinaga, we can just hang him up in the rafters right now. In, yeah, the, in man. the Hall of Fame. I don't care if he wins or not. You took George Mason to the final yeah. four. You took Miami to the final yeah. four. Mike drop, hang up the hang up the coaching, whatever, in the rafters. He's done enough for me. Come on, man. Come on, Mason and Miami. Come, I, I mean, and Miami's uh, not even fully healthy. They're not fully healthy. Come, nah, Jordan thing. Mason was, had, though, had was had the one that already punched his ticket in there. <laughs> That's true. This is this is the ice on the first ever. This is a football school, man. Yeah. They ain't supposed to be here. They it's ain't, a cocaine school. This is, Miller. Like, this is Miami. It's Miller. Beach Boys. I will never forget his name, Miller. I have nightmares about Oh, wait. Today. Are all these people Beach Boys? Uh, except for UConn. We got Florida Atlantic. San Diego, San Diego and Miami. Yeah. <laughs> All them beast boys. And then you got the cold weather coming up from Connecticut. UConn, man. Yeah. The only, I don't know if they qualify as a blue blood, but that's the closest you're going to get in this final four is UConn. So, uh, you got Miami? Uh, no, I say UConn. Who you got? I hate to root against the grid. You know, I'm not rooting against Jordan Hawkins, but objectively speaking, you know, Larinaga's got them boys playing at a high level right now in Miami. You know, it stinks because, you know, I hate to bring it up, but, you know, the Terps beat Miami this year. It was a while back, you know, earlier in the season. But, the you know, Terps have just, had a good year. What could have been, man, what could have been, what could have been if the Terps were able to, you know, get put in a different region, maybe getting a different seed, Yeah. you know, going against Alabama, I think, was just People forget very they beat They thing. beat Purdue earlier this year. They did, but, you know, I, I don't really think Purdue is all that great. But, you know, that also showed Fairleigh Dixon, you know, 16 seed going ahead and beating Purdue. But, yeah, Purdue's trash. Uh, I, got, I got Miami beating UConn. I got Miami and FAU I wish they could make this join a series so all these, <laughs> all these uh, upsets would not be happening. You, could you what? imagine how much money you'd make if you would have predicted Miami? Well, this Final Four. Jim. If you would have predicted this Final Four, imagine how rich you'd be. Write your resignation but, letter, man. But it's crazy that I'm even saying Chill. this. 
It's crazy I'm even saying this, but I got Miami and FAU in the Ooh, national championship. We got a Florida boys title. Please, please boys. not, because Florida's already, the Florida man already be going crazy. We don't need this. <laughs> we don't need this. I'm going to go at San Diego State. Oh, man, Jim Laranaga. I'm sorry, brother. I'm going UConn. I'm going UConn, but I think that's going. I think both of these come down to the wire. I think we're going to get really good Final Four games for both of these because I just I can't call it. They're both coin flips to me. I I, yeah. I just can't call it. Um, the style of play is going to be interesting. Well, you know Miami versus UConn because Miami's more off the ball. Don't they don't really share the ball much, break you down, and you know get by you type of thing. Where UConn. A lot of their baskets come off assists, so I, I can't wait to see that. Texas game, ugh, I still have nightmares. I That's can't believe happened. Texas ain't here. <laughs> Bruh, we had it in the bag, man. I I, 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 I could see when everything was starting to unravel. Um, offense stopped moving, started dribble-dribble. Marcus Carr, I love you to death, brother. I love you. But he got the case of the dribbles. He got the case of the dribbles. Three minutes left. Ball started sticking, stopped swinging. And honestly, you just got to tip your cap to Miami because the Texas defense didn't it didn't slack off. They just started hitting tough buckets. There's nothing you could do. Texas defense still there. I'm watching guys go baseline, spin jumper, fade away, cash. Nothing you can do. Young man named Miller, forgot his first name. I'll never forget his last name. Seven for seven from the field, 13 for 13 from the free throw line. Did not miss a bucket. Down the stretch, them boys just they made they made shots. I just I, I was that TV. I'm watching the game. Sad. All you could do was tip your cap to them. You couldn't scream at Texas like, "What are y'all doing?" You can't scream at them. You just like, "Damn, this is good basketball. This is amazing shot making." And happy for Miami, but that's why I'm excited to see this UConn game to see if you know if they're able to keep that up. But dang, yeah, team Kadar. That, I mean, that happens, man. Good, good offense. Kadar. Good offense will be good defense. Any day. Because so. the defense is right there. It's just a fadeaway and it's cash. Yeah. It's, it's, ah, man, but it's been a great, great, great college basketball season, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. NBA, though, Ke- Keegan Murray from Iowa, he set the rookie record for threes, 188. He just talking about it. his brother, Chris? No, Keegan. Keegan. So you're the twins. Keegan's in the league. Yeah, Keegan's in the league. Yeah, Keegan's he, in yeah, the yeah, league. Younger brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Keegan's in the kids. league. He uh, just said he's from Iowa though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um he he just broke the record for three pointers made. Oh, as a rookie. Yeah. You talking yeah. about the oh, rookie? Oh yeah, record? as a rookie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about something his brother did. Oh yeah. no. no, no, yeah, as a rookie. I'm like, damn, sorry, that's that that's it. Damn. No. But that's just the day and age we're in, man. Just, just let it fly. Light the three, beam, bro. as yeah. they say in Sacramento. <laughs> Light the beam. Damn, the first time since 06. Yeah, I was oh, at that Wizards-Kings six. game uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, it was crazy. Like There was about, I'd say, 25 to 30%. Sacramento Kings fans at Capital One Arena. And I was just like, wow, Kings fans, I, I didn't even know they existed. They was really outside taking over our arena. Hey. Chanting light the beam at the you know at the end of the game. They hadn't been the chant for since 06. I feel and they, know. they got depth, man. They're yeah. good. I, I I'm I have them winning um a series this um uh, this playoffs. You know how great like they're playing great basketball number one, but 
the fact that they haven't made the playoffs since 2006, and they have a very passionate fan base, which yeah. is actually something I'm kind of being reminded of. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not something that's new. Like, I didn't think that they didn't, but, you know, just years of losing and, you know, just with the youth coming up, mm-hmm. it's hard to get behind a team that's a consistent loser. Yeah. It's, it's like tough. most most of the kids, well, all the kids, um, they haven't made the playoffs in 16 years or something yeah. like that. So most of most of them 18 year olds they have never seen the a Sacramento King like you know seriously yeah. yeah yeah and you know they've got tons of um, depth and exciting players and Sabonis is strong and he's playing at a high level you know he's getting triple doubles he's getting uh, putting guys in you know mm-hmm. great positions as a point four point center and you know knocking down his shots De'Aaron Fox this is the highest level. Darren Fox has played in the NBA. Fourth quarter comes. Keegan Murray. Ooh. You said, he, you know, you just brought up how he just broke the rookie record for threes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Terrence Davis. A lot of people don't even know him. A two-guard that can go yeah. ahead and get a bucket. Mike Brown got them boys you know, playing. It's, it's, got the vet Harrison it's Barnes. It's a different Harrison Barnes. Davion Mitchell, I believe. Malik Monk well. coming Malik off the bench. It, it's team. They got a lot of depth. The mm-hmm. Kings are a team. Nobody wants to play in the playoffs. And the fact that they haven't made the playoffs since 2006, imagine going into that arena in a playoff game it's against that team. Be, but it, it's going to be hard to play. The first, and they got, they're going to have home court advantage for the first two. It, 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 man, that, that place is going to – the top is going to blow. As it stands right now, it would be a Warriors-Kings matchup. I'll tell you what. We got a very exciting game tonight. With the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers, they're playing for the seventh seed. Yeah. The Lakers, you know, this is a must-win game for the Lakers. Yeah, we probably won't win. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, the Timberwolves are a little bit better than us sometimes. It just depends on them on their day, and I think maybe today they got it. Mm, I think the Lakers got this one. The, the... I mean, if the Lakers are a serious playoff team, and we're not a serious playoff team, well, it's the Lakers. And they have a chance to make the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, the rest of the, you know, your regular season don't matter. Because, like, yep. LeBron, uh, basketball teams, especially with this age, this age in, uh, you know, this stage where LeBron is at in his career, mm-hmm. LeBron's teams are built for the playoffs. Like, you got a lot of, you know, savvy vets, and you got a lot of guys that um, aren't able to make it through an 82-game season, which is why they have a lot of injuries and they have a lot of attrition. And they really struggle to win games when their guys aren't there. But if you're here in the playoffs, but they got to get there first. If you're there, I feel like there's no reason not to believe that the Lakers can't make noise. Now, if you're going to put them and compare them against some of the contenders in the Western Conference, it's a different story. And what do you mean by making noise? That's what I mean. I mean, for the Lakers, and anything can happen in a seven-game series. I mean, it's hard to you know go against a LeBron James um, I think the key is Anthony Davis. Is. Anthony Davis. That's is the key. a fact. That's a fact. But which so, one of the? Because we're definitely going to be in the lower seed. So which one of the top seed teams do you think that we can even get? If at? you pull Memphis in the first round, that's a toss up right there off the bat. That's a young, inexperienced team that is not. They haven't been through these playoff battles. AD and LeBron. That off the bat, that's a toss up. You know, there's right another there. team I think they could get. Who? If they if they see the LA Clippers in the playoffs. The L.A. Clippers are a team that they they've always been a disappointing basketball oh, team. Hell yeah. But 
they are just very inconsistent yeah, with just with with everything. Because with the Clippers, you have no excuses. They've had Kawhi. Get. I mean, Paul George is hurt right now. Yeah. But for a majority of the season, they had Kawhi and they had Paul George, and they're winning games and then they're losing games. They're playing yeah, up they're to their up competition and, and they're playing down to their competition. The Lakers, I mean, they've had LeBron and AD missing lots of time this year. And, you know, Austin Reeves is playing at a high level. You know, they went ahead and they tried to make a move for Rui Hashimura, who isn't really playing much right now. Um, they went ahead and they got D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt. Like, they're, they're, they got a little bit more than what they've had in the past. Definitely. It's just, can they make it to the playoffs? Um, can they, you know, once the play-in happens, can they win their play-in matchup? Um, can they be healthy? Can their best players, LeBron and Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. be on the floor and win them games? That's that's what it's really going to come down to. But this Minnesota game, I think, is a must-win for the Lakers. They gotta have it. They got to. But man, I think the Lakers again. Memphis no faith in my Lakers. Man. Memphis is one of those teams. I'll I don't give think you the Memphis Kings. would be or the Kings. I'll give you the Kings because again, these are young, inexperienced teams, and I, I get what you're saying. On paper, it doesn't. No, on paper, it don't. It, on paper, it doesn't look good. Experience matters. We know this. We know this. We know this. It matters in the playoffs. They can score, but they're yet they're led by youngins. Who is going to be there? Yeah. It's going to be some of their first go arounds. And those you teams, you got the Kings and the Grizzlies, man. I feel like their guards are better than our guards. They, but they're young, and that's the point. I'm that. That's what I'm pointing out to you. The youngness and the and the, they're better. But how are you gonna re- how are you gonna react when it's game five and you up in the series and you know it's a must win game because you're going back to LA and the game starts getting tight in the fourth quarter? How was the young De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis? How are they gonna react in that moment? We know how LeBron and AD probably gonna react. We don't gotta worry about them showing up for that game. How's De'Aaron and your two best guys? Same thing with Memphis. Like that's why I'm saying that's why I'm, the Lakers. You just gotta get in the dance, like Kadar said. When you got LeBron and AD, you just got to get in the dance. Anything can happen. Because let's call it what it is. When AD's playing like AD, there's nobody in this. I mean, they won the chip. They won the chip when AD was playing at his highest level. When Le- if LeBron's healthy and he's not, hey, I would like himself. to see it, but nope. from what I've been seeing, hey, ain't happening. No, and like Kadar said, it's the regular season. The playoffs right. are a different beast with LeBron James. You should know that. Yeah, you're right. LeBron I've seen I've seen years different. where where the Lakers win the championships, and I've seen years where it don't. This looked like one of the years where we're not going. Nah, no, but think about this. You remember 2018 when LeBron carried the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yeah. You know that was a different Bron, but that was, you know some would argue that was peak Bron, right? LeBron took a bunch of guys on a basketball team that had no business. Being in the NBA bro, Finals, don't matter, bro. They took them there. Everyone and then loves you to have a team in now in the East people. back then. We know the bro. East back then wasn't like that. But if you look we at the can, West right now, that. if you look at the West right now, you have the Phoenix Suns with yeah. KD who hasn't played. Um, the when, when, when they're like on there, you have bro. you have Jokic, who you know, uh, in Denver, who's a team that many people favor to go, you know, far in the you know the Western Conference. No they haven't shown that they can do it. No one's scared of them. They haven't shown no, that they can do it. that's a fact. But all these teams you by the name are better than the Lakers. Um, you know, I mean, who else do you really got in the Western? Co- I mean, the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors, better. they won a chip last year, but they don't look like the same Warriors this year. Like, exactly. And I can't tell. I can't sit here and be like, oh, they better than the Lakers defensively. They are. 
Bro, they've had the same year as the Lakers, up and down, win some Memphis, win some losing. That's another team that you know their best players. Like De- Desmond Bain has been inconsistent. Dylan Brooks has been in the news for a lot of reasons outside of. <laughs> Like you said their good. best players, John like, Morant. What you talking about? No, no, their best players. Like obviously, uh, yes, John Morant. Like you know, they'll go as, as far. Oh, what you trying? What you trying? Nah, they'll they'll go as far as John takes them. But I mean, last year they were like twenty and two without John Morant. Their team was mm-hmm. balling without John Morant. The same has not been. It has not been the same this year. It's been different. So I think with the Grizzlies, you know, their guys have to play better basketball. I mean, John Morant obviously. Is gonna you know give you what John Morant's gonna give you. Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably gonna win Defensive Player of the Year. He's been playing at a high level, yeah, but who great. else outside of Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, and Tyus Jones has been playing at a high level for the Memphis Grizzlies? Man, you just named a, a lot of good. I named players. I named three, but the two guys, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, they have to be consistent. They have to be knocking their shots down, and they have to be able to, uh, you know, produce in crunch time and in the playoffs against teams like Denver against a team like Golden State, who they went seven games with last year, you know, that's what you're going to need. That's going to be the difference. Even against the Lakers, if they mm-hmm. see the Lakers, you know, Braun is going to give you his in crunch time. You know, Austin Reeves right now is showing something that a lot She's of people a didn't. Yeah, bro. A lot like, of people didn't expect Austin Lakers, Reeves to be this nah. good. I mean, I knew, I knew, the I knew that he was script. doing this at the beginning. Vanderbilt, bro. That's a legit lockdown guy on the wing you throwing mm-hmm. out. Like, the Lakers, you making them, I get where you're coming from. You're making them sound very helpless, bro. There's LeBron I didn't been say helpless. I did not no, say helpless. No, you're throwing them to the wayside. I'm like, no, I said we're going to make it there, but they're not, they're not winning. These other That's teams a fact. are not We're not beating them four the, times in a row. I, I can't say that, bro. I cannot. Because like Kadar just said, the what? Grizzlies can be had. Sacramento No, all right, but no. Nah, but let's flip it on the other side. Phoenix. What? What is, aside from LeBron and AD, you keep mentioning Austin Reeves. That's cool. Austin Reeves is my guy, but, man, against, but what? No, go ahead. No, nah, you can't what? you said aside from LeBron and AD. You can't put them aside? No, because in the playoffs, not because you can't in the playoffs. There are few players in the Western Conference that match up to those two guys. So, to your point is right, but you can't say aside from LeBron and AD because them going off can win you a series alone. Them two can get you Uh, there. Them, in my opinion, I don't think so. Can get them alone. I'll give you the D'Angelo Russell. No, that was a, a good. I never said he was a scrub. I never said nobody say in the did. NBA was I a did, scrub. Did I, say, I didn't say yeah, I know, but why are you bringing up the word scrub? Because <laughs> when you said all their, all their guards are better than us, you made I mean, it They are. are. You Even if you bring up uh, D'Angelo Russell, there's like, no. Um, John Morant is better than every guard that we have. Okay, yeah. But it's not. I don't think it's light years and D'Angelo all the way down here. De'Aaron Fox is very good, but D'Angelo Russell is very good as well. Like, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? Like, the drop off. Okay, they're all stars. I think it's a big drop off. They're all stars. D'Angelo Russell's what is he? A very good guard. All stars. I mean, I I think I I think I think there's a difference between Fox and uh, no, there's a difference. There's a difference, but I'm not. It's not a. Oh, this is a twenty and whatever guy, and this guy's giving you an eleven and three up. Nah, any given D'Angelo can get De'Aaron Fox on any given night, and vice versa. In my opinion. 
in my opinion. That one might be a reach. I don't, uh, and, I don't know about that one. I said on any given night. You telling me D'Angelo can't bust his ass one night? I said on any given night. Uh, and I'm or, talking uh, more about can't get got any given night. And if you're bringing up the Kings, then I'm more talking about you know. That's cool, but I was thinking. Oh, about, who, nah, who are you talking nah, nah, about? Because no, because no, first I was I was honest. No, I'm not having a hard time because I was f- honestly focusing on Grizzlies first, and and how John Morant is is way ahead of him. Oh yeah, he's but like he said, that's one guy and a, a, another key component to their guys. We, we, no, we, we mentioned they had the defensive player of the year. Oh, the, uh, uh, a candidate. Davis. candidate. He's not a defensive player. Oh, no, he, 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 will, he, will, win. he will win. He will win defensive player. Y'all on FanDuel, go ahead and put that nah, in. Yeah, I'm, defensive player of the year will be Jan Jackson. I'm Jr. just saying, man. The Lakers, bro, they are right there. If they get into the dance, they can beat anybody in, in, in the playoffs this year. There's no team in the West that you're looking at them and you're like, oh, man, there's, this, there's no way they can get there. There's no team in the West, in my opinion. Not even just the Lakers. Just in general, there's no, there's no clear cut favorite in the West, in my opinion. There's nobody. I don't think so. Either. Yeah, like the West. It's I don't open. think there's a. I don't think there's a favorite. But it's to awesome. me, there's a there's a top there's a top three. I got the Nuggets. Nah, nah. Actually, I only got two for real. The Suns and the Grizzlies. I got the Nuggets coming in third. After that, you got the Grizzlies Clip- over the Nuggets. Oh yeah. I can't. For I sure. can't do that. I can't do that. For sure. They're they're. Like I he mean, said, too inconsistent. Um, I mean, role guys. Hey, we can agree to disagree, so, but man, what I can tell you during the playoffs, you're gonna see the Grizzlies for real. All right, we're gonna see uh, the Suns. I would put them up there. Um, but I'm gonna go to your point. You bang the chemistry drum, so I'm gonna bang the chemistry drum. KD has been in and out the lineup. We gotta see. We got. I, I will go there because when I, I've watched some of their games. I still want to see how that dynamic's going to work with Chris nah, Paul in there. Because uh, Chris Paul has the ball in his hands a lot. And I don't... I'm, the I think should get I, there. I trust the but Booker hey. and KD connection. Man. But but I think there's more to that. I think, hey. you know, last year with the Phoenix Suns, I mean, you saw how bad Dallas put them down. You know, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Is Monty Williams going to play DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, because Aiden has been a key contributor for the Suns this year. The Suns got questions. You know, against a team that, you know, goes small, is DeAndre Aiden going to be on the floor? That's a question that, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Because if Aiden isn't on the floor Mm -hmm. and KD's not playing, I don't know how the Suns really go out and win. And I think KD's going to be playing, but I also got to ask, is Chris Paul going to hold up for the duration of the playoffs? Like, Every team in these play, there's everybody got glaring questions to me. Even the Nuggets, who I love, even the Nuggets. Are y'all gonna? Are the are the guys around Yoka gonna show up? And is Yoka himself? Um, if he goes up against another a big who can score and move, will he be able to hold his own on defense and, and not just be a stop sign out there? I don't. The West is open, man. Look, man, the Lakers got this, bro. Damn, that's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. <laughs> Y'all are Let's just hope we spot, make man. it to the Come playoffs. Yeah, well, yeah, you got it. I don't, I don't know if they got this, but but they. <laughs> if we don't, don't win tonight, thing, if we don't win tonight, bro, look. But they're a team we that got, you gotta stop sleeping on. Yeah, you can't sleep on man. the Lakers right now. We Come look. On, if we don't man. win tonight, we have a coin flip against the the, the Rockets the next game. <laughs> it is a coin flip. They be beating us. The no, Rockets be beating not us. No, no, no. That was like the first three quarters of the season. Yeah, all right. time for tanking now. Yeah, all right. They ain't getting no more dubs. And then we got Utah, who don't be playing either. They be they be winning too. Then, then we got the Clippers, who's fighting too. They rob then we Minnesota got the Suns. They rob Minnesota. That's oh, why yeah. I'm saying Minnesota tonight. It's a must win. 
Oh. They got to get this one. And then we got Utah in the last game. So, <laughs> hey, we might not make it. Bro, all this, all this, this arguing we got, it might not you happen. All for nothing. Nah, you're right. Um, Let me see what Houston do. Real Houston, quick. Houston do the Mavericks make the playoffs, guys? They look terrible. They're, they're horrible. Hell, Houston beat us two out of three times. You know, I, I think make, Jason Kidd. They just they, beat us in March. Jason Kidd the boot. He's ass. What'd you say? Jason Kidd's terrible. They, they might, the Mavs might give Jason Kidd the boot. Yeah, he's terrible. Well, I mean, he messed up with Giannis, so if you mess up there, then you can't. Yeah, yeah and I was honestly shocked at what he you was You know, I, I Mavs, think but. I think it was just the structure of the team. With the, I, I think, well, one, coaching definitely goes into it apart, <laughs> but I think the, the roster construction of the Dallas Mavericks is just very interesting because Horrible. they've got a bunch of guys that can score and shoot. Jaden Hardy, you know, they got in the G League. He's, you know, a lot of people don't know about him. He's scoring. Tim Hardaway Jr. can score. Uh, You know, Reggie Bullock is hitting threes. You know, Luka, Kyrie, Christian Wood. But you got a lot of guys that, Maxi Kleber, you got a lot of guys that can't defend. They have no. Like, they have no primary defenders. They traded DFS. No on ball defenders. None. Only guy. Yeah, I don't. No rim protection, none. They have no interior defenders, and you have nobody that can guard on the perimeter. Nothing. So, Nothing. you know, on nights where you can't score, you get blown out. On nights you do score, you can't defend in crunch time, you lose. So they're lose, just not a team lose, that's lose. really built for the playoffs, especially when you know in the playoffs the game slows down and you got to go one and done and you got to get stops. Who on the Mavericks is going to stop the best player on any given team? They no, traded a lot of their defense away. So. Traded their best defender, I mean, DFS. Dorian, yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith. They, I mean, but even him. like, I mean, he's a stretch. Like, yeah, that's a. No, but the thing is, though, even him, they needed other guys to compliment mm-hmm. him. And it's crazy to say that, you know, you needed a guy to compliment a 3 and D player, but he was the only 3 and D player yeah. they had. Listen, the Luca honeymoon was up in Dallas. It's over. Um, Jason Kidd might be gone after this year. Kyrie's definitely. I still remember when Jason Kidd bumped into somebody and dropped um, the water on the um, mm-hmm. on the floor to, and, to get an extra timeout. Luca might be asking for out or something after this year. We'll see. But yeah, Dallas. It was a nice little honeymoon the first two three seasons, but it's time to go ahead and blow that up. I got a question. I got a question for y'all. Hit me. Y'all think Luca is an alpha? Or do you think Luca needs help? So, I uh, yes and yes. He can be an alpha, but he also needs help, which is why I was so intrigued. Since I knew this Kyrie pairing wasn't going to work because I, I just it wasn't going to work. But I was intrigued to see how he played with another star because he, he can't do it himself. He you can't in, in today's NBA you cannot do it yourself. Once that you you can't do it. I wanted to see how he's going to play with another star because as much as we love Luca. Let's call it what it is. All you do is dribble, 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 dribble. It's, it, it, it's partly because of how the team is made up. It's partly because that's his game. Call it what you want. He remind me of James Harden in Houston. They play the exact same way. It is what it is. James Harden didn't win anything, though. And until Luka, A, learns how to move off the ball, too, because, geez, Louise, when Kyrie has the ball, the man just stands. He, he, <laughs> he does not move off the ball. He just stands there. He got to learn how to move out the ball. I learn how to play with another with another star, star or you know bat with the, with the Robin because he's he's bad. This is this is half his fault. 
He's horrible off the ball, man. He don't cut. He don't screen. He don't do L. He don't defend either. So Luca got some. That's why I said honeymoon's time is over. It's time for us to start drilling Luca. He got some things he really needs to work on coming back next year to, to elevate himself and the people around him, man. That 40 point, 60 point triple double is cool. You're not winning. We're not we're not enamored by it anymore. We're not gonna oh Luca's amazing. He's a set. No, 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 no. It's time for you to he gotta learn how to play winning basketball, man. Cause this is whoa. Yeah, you know, I was asked like mm-hmm. in the past, who would you rather have, Jason Tatum and or Luka Doncic? And I was grilled for saying Jason Tatum. Uh, yeah, you know, he Jason still might Tatum, get grilled now. Nope. You know, I, I think Jason Tatum just being a two way player and just being yep. like even the swap playmaking. J- that, swap you Tatum know, on this team right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I, I know the Celtics would be they'll still be fine or whatever. I can probably guarantee put Tatum on this team right. They're not thirty seven and forty with Kyrie as his wingman. They are not. He can move off the ball. He's a two-way player, so we're not a cone on defense. You feel me? See, the, yeah, the difference, can, though. And Tatum can create for other guys. That, and not that Luka can't, but it's like Jason Tatum just brings everything offensively and defensively. He, on ball, off ball. He's a complete player. I don't think Luka's a complete player. He's not. He's a one-dimensional player right now. And he needs to improve. Yeah, I think that falls on coaching. I mean, it does, but... He's been a one-dimensional guy since. Yeah, it falls on coaching, but you can also try to improve on things on yourself. Yeah, yeah, you don't need the coach to hold your hand in the off season to work on your your side-to-side lateral movement because you know you can't stay in front of people. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's evident. It's evident that you just don't work on these things. A coach shouldn't have to tell you not to stand in the corner after you pass the ball. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to tell you that. Move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can't be close, bro. Because <laughs> that, because that's what oh, they, that's man. what they doing in, uh, over there in the cell in Boston, man. They, they telling people what to do. They telling people to move. They, it's a team effort over there. Everybody's moving. Yeah, but I, I feel like they came into the league with some of those intangibles as well. Like, again, it's, it's like you. I don't know. It's you're right. It is coaching because Luca came into the. This is the way he played in the. Where are you coming from? Barcelona, Euro, you know, Madrid, Madrid, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is the way he played. And ever since he's been in the league, he's been the guy. You know, I don't got to change my style. But, you know, he's young. He'll get it. But now is the time. You got to switch it up, bro, to win. But, yeah, I'll take Tatum right now, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, give, give me Tatum, bro. Give, give me I Tatum, mean, I said man. this like two years ago. I might still ago. take Luka, though. Damn. I like Tatum though, but I, still I like Luca too. But dog, this this has been this year for me that's been real glaring because I watched a lot of Dallas games, and again I'm just like, geez, he's phenomenal, but he don't do nothing on defense. Bro. And that was an MVP candidate going into the season. Yeah, people he, thought he was he might have had a chance to win it, and yeah. it's very shocking to see where Dallas is right now, especially considering some of the noise that they've made in the playoffs before. They were what, you know, the third so. in the West last year? No, what were they in the West last year? Third or fourth? They, and they're they were top four, the, yeah. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs this year. You can't blame that on Kyrie because they were damn on the fronts before he got there, which is why they even made the trade. I'm just like, damn. I love Luka. That's why I'm being hard on him now because it's like, all right, brother. Everyone used to get on Trey Young in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, they lost the trade by far. Hold on now, brother. What do Luka do better than Trey Young besides rebound? Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. They don't play defense. I mean, I think 
you know, it's, it's very interesting to see just the whole dynamic of that trade years after it happened. So I think they're both in both teams are in Trey good obviously, spots. Trey obviously is the better off ball player. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, hey. Even though that's been a disaster in and its own self and the Atlanta side that Dejounte Murray and Trey Young pairing. Well, that's, that's I think that's more I think that's more on Dejounte than it is on Trey. Oh, word. Just like you know, I think. The Luca Kyrie thing is more on Luca than it is on Kyrie. Okay, facts, facts. Yeah, that's well. Dejounte, surprised me this year, man. He was wilding out, he was bumping people with the ball and everything, <laughs> bro. What's up with the kid, man? What's up, man? But we we up. Uh, we got a minute till we hit the hour mark. Um, Run down the game. I'm late on this, man. Oh, hit me. Uh, the pan uh, the Panthers got the number one pick for uh for four draft picks. Oh no, we talked about this John before. And DJ Moore, bro. did we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 talked about this. Don't you're not late. I didn't, don't I, worry, I didn't don't see worry. the whole trade package. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. The Panthers are making. Moves, I knew the Panthers bro. had it. I didn't see the trade package. Picked up Miles Sanders. Um, I think they've got Adam two Thielen. other. Yep, Adam Thielen. They just picked up another receiver as well. Um, I'm okay. I want to see who they're gonna get. Bryce or um, who's going number one? Just gotta be CJ Stroud. You don't even gotta. Walk it in. I'm just off the top of your head. I don't know yet because uh, I still you say, think. You think CJ? You would take CJ over Bryce? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's crazy because you know guys are really trying to like teams are trying to get like guys to be their franchise guy. You know, when you look into drafting a quarterback, I feel like you gotta like consider the fit of the team, how he fits in, yeah. and just what are your goals for this player? Do you really think he's gonna be a top five, top ten quarterback? Are you like trying to just experiment and you know see you know how things go because i mean all these quarterbacks coming into the draft i feel like have weaknesses but none of these guys really take me as oh yeah he's going to be a top five nfl quarterback i think the one that could be is coming in the draft next year caleb williams oh caleb okay okay I think it's gonna be some somebody that we don't um, know because somebody in the uh, Panthers organization like made a wink uh, on some show I forgot what the show was and was like yo it's gonna be a big surprise like hey, look and <laughs> you, you think it's cap you think it's cap I don't know but if it's a big surprise and that big surprise don't work out well that'll just show you <laughs> what the Panthers are the Panthers <laughs> I think I think they should go but I think Bryce is I think Bryce is a star man see my thing with Stroud it's not CJ the player himself. It's Ohio State. Is it only you those two that y'all think that could uh, be drafted number one? Um, I think it's just CJ. I Unless think, the Panthers trade that pick, which they don't seem like they I are. I think it's CJ and Bryce. I think they might have been looking at I know Will Levis or Will Will uh, Levis. Levis from Kentucky and Anthony Richardson. I was about to say Anthony Richardson has no, has no shot. He's the most physically no. gifted out of everybody. You say he has no shot? Nope. I just think, yeah, as far as quarterbacking goes, no. I think he's just a, he's a freak athlete who, you so know. So I'm starting to think that might be the surprise they got for us. I wouldn't be surprised because he's a freak athlete, but I, I actually I would be surprised because what the hell. So so Caleb coming into the draft next year, I feel like it's going to be like a complete quarterback coming in. I think all these quarterbacks in the draft have weaknesses. So they with do. C.J., I think his weakness is just the fact that he's played with the talent that he's played with at Ohio State. So you don't really know what type of player he is. Like, And yeah. you've seen that with Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins. But I think the most alarming thing for me is that CJ shows some of the things that Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins both showed where they have the physical tools mm-hmm. um, to play the quarterback position. And 
I think the potential that CJ has, everybody since he's come into Ohio State and Columbus, like they've always been talking about the potential with CJ Stroud. Oh, CJ Stroud could do this. CJ yeah. Stroud could do that. Oh, wait till you see CJ Stroud. Well, the thing about CJ Stroud is just like Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins, I've seen that he's a one read quarterback. I feel mm-hmm. like he doesn't really see the field as well as some of the guys that are on in the NFL. Yeah. And that's something that you're going to have to do. You know, you're going to have to make quick reads and yeah. you're going to have to be able to see the field, um, you know, where you got elite, you know, players mm-hmm. on defense, you know, matching up with some of the guys on offense. And, you know, with Carolina, I think that would be a better fit for him than, okay. you know, some of these other teams that might get him. But it's like, you know, him being a one-read quarterback, yeah. that's just, you know, very alarming. You you don't really want that because that's hard to kind of teach, teach yeah. you know, at this point. Man, you know, I think Bryce right. Young, you know, Bryce Young, with all due respect, you know, he's a mobile quarterback. He's not a dual-threat quarterback. And he's six-foot. He's not going to be able to see over his offensive line in the NFL. He's going to have to be moved out of the pocket. He's not going to be able to sit in the pocket and make some of those. Throws, I got to challenge I you on that one. I, I can't get the You've number completely, but he was in How like many? top three of the lowest batted passes this year in the country. And you playing behind a pro line at Alabama. It's not them guys you behind at Alabama. They're the same size as them NFL offensive line. They're not bro. as good. I they're mean, not as good. You but got... you, but I feel like you said you said he won't be able to see. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a problem. But they moved him out of the pocket a lot. That's the thing. He you can't get passes batted down as consistently if you're you know outside the pocket. If he's got a rolling pocket or if he's you know creating, I think he creates very well. Let me see if um, I can pull but, that real quick. You know, if he's sitting in the pocket, yeah. You know, I think not that he can't make the throw because he doesn't have the arm strength to make the throw. I think it's just going to be a challenge for him with mm-hmm. his height. I mean, yeah, you've had Drew Brees go ahead and do it. You've got a Russell Wilson. You've got Kyler Murray. But all those players have, you know, different strengths. And I think his comp is more closer to Drew Brees than any, you know, than Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray. And I think that's just going to be his downfall. I think it's just going to come down to his height. Can he overcome that? You know, time will tell. I think fit is going to matter. Um, him being in a system that isn't what the Bears did prior to this year with Justin Fields, where yeah. they were trying to keep him in the pocket. Yeah. You know, I think you got to roll him out. You got to have him, you know, creating and, you know, just putting him, you know, in a position to just be the best player he can be, even if that's bringing some of the college concepts that have worked Mm -hmm. versus, you know, trying to feed him something that, you know, is very system based with the coaching staff that he has. Uh, Will Levis, I think um, he's just been somebody that I think this year he's only had one game where he's had a passer rating that's been above, you know, like average. He's the one guy where I'm just, I'm kind of out on. You know, he's, he's, a, I think he's the toughest quarterback in the draft. If we're talking about toughness, he's played with a broken finger. He's played with many different injuries. Um, he's, he's a tough guy. But, you know, as far as just, you know, what can, he can do in the NFL, yeah. I mean, He's a little bit of a question mark just because you want, you know, in a passing league, yeah. you want your quarterback to be able to pass the ball at a high level. And I, I don't know if he's really done that at Kentucky, you know. And then Anthony Richardson, he's like the unicorn. You don't know what you're going to get. Anthony you Richardson, don't know what you're get. you know, I think he's the better version this year of Malik Willis. Like when people okay. were talking about the potential of Malik Willis last year, I think that's Anthony Richardson right now. Anthony Richardson's a guy that, like, you know, when Bryce Young can kind of create, um, I think Anthony Richardson can create too, but 
even better. You know, I'm not to, I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson's a better quarterback than Bryce Young, but I think he can create better because, you know, Anthony Richardson can turn a broken play into an 80 yard touchdown. Yeah, you know, it, it's just crazy. But can he be the guy every Sunday that? wins games can he be the guy that develops into a starting quarterback in the nfl and be the franchise guy you know i think him more so than any of the other guys i think it's going to come down to fit it's going to be fit for everybody anthony richardson he's got to be with an offensive coach that knows how to maximize his skill set Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Before we get up out of here, man, thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation, where you think he should go? (sighs) One sec. I mean, one minute, one minute. Where you think think he should go, man? Let's go. 60 seconds. Man, it's bogus. How to fit for him. Best. I'm actually happy that this is happening because I he don't. They was he was getting disrespected. I didn't want him to go back to Baltimore because it was going to be more the same. Best fit for Lamar Jackson is wherever they have wide receivers, because <laughs> if you got a wide receiver that can catch a pass, you, you can get get you a Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like the best fit for him, honestly, is a team that already has a quarterback. It's the Miami Dolphins. If you gave Lamar Jackson, well, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, how is let's, to let's, 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 Well, only the Dolphins know, but yeah, you know, I not, think Tua's got to be the guy. Oranges, but yeah. but if you know. gave him anybody that could catch a ball, like the Baltimore Ravens. You notice, like, he came out and said March the 2nd that he requested a trade on Twitter. But I think it's funny that he went ahead and tweeted that right after they signed Nelson Aguilar. That's where they're <laughs> trying to get him. Like, you know, like, the Ravens, they're just not, like, they're making the moves, like, I mean, on defense. How old is that guy? How old is Nelson? Yeah, you, you're making moves, like, they, they went ahead and they traded for Roquan Smith. Like, we know You know, they, they go ahead and upgrading their defense, you know, drafting Kyle Hamilton, you know, drafting David Ojabo. You know, you got all these guys that they've brought in, but they haven't brought in wide receivers. And the wide receivers they brought in have not worked. Yeah. They, they've shown that they can't draft wide receivers. Nope. So you got to get your wide receiver via trade or free agency. Forgot, and they're not doing that. I forgot who was in that Hollywood Brown draft class when they drafted him. But and, and you know what? They had him. And they still needed help. And they decided to go ahead and they trade him for a fourth-round pick. That doesn't make Lamar Jackson Because like you said, they got Hollywood, but he not the, you know, he's a good receiver. But as the number one for Lamar Jackson, no. Like you said, when they do draft receivers, they don't do a good job. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad he's leaving. But yeah, oh, that's, what, that's a scary part. I, I'd like to. Where going to go? Yeah, I'd like to see him come back to Baltimore. I mean, that's say he me. going to the Colts, so. But that it, and that's my that's why I'm scared because that's not a who's that guy Michael um, Michael Pittman Michael Pittman. Okay, okay, all right. That's I was about to say Michael Pitts. Ain't that the guy <laughs> off the game? <laughs> Could you imagine if Lamar was throwing to you know Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill or even Ooh, you know that's a realistic too scary. or even just a realistic? I would I would need to get Goodell to do the um, to pull what's his name. David Stern and block that trade, man. Rest in peace, David Come Stern. Come down to Washington, Lamar. Come and that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say next. Could you imagine if yeah, he was go going to, that, to, go to the Terry, NFC. Jahan, Curtis bro, Samuel? I, bro, I've been our skill positions are – our skill position players are probably like top – if not top five, top ten in the NFL. The, the best fit for that. Lamar cool, is to man. either just come back to Baltimore, you know, and just continue to build there, you know, and just – Bring his promise to to life where he said they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. You know, I'd like to see him, you know, fulfill (laughs) that, you know, promise. Uh, But 
you know, objectively speaking, if you have a wide receiver that can catch a pass, get you a Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what he needs. It's so simple. This is, I know we've heard the Patriots in the mix. They don't um, got no wide receivers. Yeah, they don't got nobody. So we'll see what that's He's got a Belichick, though. What does that mean? Nah, you need a wide He's going to make bro. you get the plays to win the game. Nah. I mean, that's the whole reason why Tom left. Yeah. Tom yeah. didn't have weapons. Listen, Belichick's a or whatever. That don't listen. It, it, Tom is gone, Belichick. You got to show me something. He did. I feel like the last few years he's shown us something. Brother, they've lost and they've been bad. And he drafted Shoot. Mac Jones, who's right now is not a good quarterback. So. I, I was talking to a Patriot fan I'm yeah. friends with about this. You know, he got mad at me when I said Bailey Zappi's better than Mac Jones. So then I had to, like, digress and, you know, kind of, like, you know, really think about what I said. And I said, you know what? All right, fine. You got it. Mac Jones is better Mac than Bailey Jones Zappi. Is right. But the gap between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones <laughs> is not that significant. So that should tell you a lot about where the Patriots are at yeah, quarterback. The Patriots got hey. a long way to go, man. Belichick a doing a lot better than what I thought he'd be doing. He wins a lot of games that I don't think he'd be winning. I mean, they're very mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at the team. It's the average he lost team. all his defense. He don't got no offense no more, but he's still pulling I mean, up. He's putting a band-aid intact. over Shoot. He putting a band-aid over, you know, his 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 team. Like, you know, I think they should just commit to a full rebuild. Yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. But I don't know what not. defense you're talking about. All the DBs gone. But yeah, we talking about he the Patriots. This year, anyway. In this offseason. Hmm? He left this offseason. No, nah, they lost just him. Hung it up. They they been gone. Stephon Gilmore, Ooh. I feel like he been gone. Oh well, yeah, Look, Gilly was gone, but they had yeah. um other cuz down there, man. Nah, they let me pull gone. up his name. But yeah, nah. Look, Belichick, he lost like the magic. Twin, he, even he not the, the brothers. He not the. But yeah, he got to show me something without Tom, man. And yeah, man, it's been a good episode five hundred. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kadar, thank Shout you again. Thank you again. Coming in on emergency. Yeah, man. As long as long as y'all want me here, you know, I'm happy to be here. And Thanks, you know, man. episode five hundred, it's a Appreciate Pleasure to be on here with y'all too. You know, y'all been yes, doing sir. great things for 500 episodes, man, to 500 more. And, you know, I wish, you know, the J&J podcast and everybody that comes on, you know, the best. So, Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Man. We up out of here? Yes, sir. Go on, J&J, every day. We will catch yes, y'all. Sir. Stay safe. Stay dry. Not sure if it's supposed to rain, but stay safe. Yes, sir. <laughs>